Hello, and welcome to Media Monsters, where if it bleeds, we can kill it. Welcome back to another episode, everybody. Uh, I am Nick, as always, and I am joined by Jim and Alex. And today we are going to be talking about Prey. Before we do that, we are going to be talking about the current situation at Warner Brothers, because how can we not with all the shit that's going on down there? More specifically, we're going to be talking about the cancellation of Batgirl and what the hell is happening with HBO Max. But yeah, so let's just get right into that. Uh, guys, how are you doing? How's your week been? Good, good. Lots of good stuff this week. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Batgirl's been canceled after... $90 million down the drain. The whole thing was filmed. It seemed the only thing that needed to be done for the movie was to complete the post-production process. And um, Warner Brothers just decided it was better to write this off for a tax credit. And um, yeah, that was the end of Batgirl. It's, it's an unprecedented move from any studio. It made major waves in, in the trades when this happened. There's a lot. It's it's a whole big situation. So, what do you guys think about this? Is this the new Warner Brothers uh, CEO, David? David Zaslav. Yeah, I'm trying not to call him the name of that Sean Connery movie we're talking about. Zard Zardoz. Zardoz. <laughs> yeah. Is this all him, or is there a lot more to it? I don't know, because they also just hired Alan Horn to head uh, their studios and. I don't know. That that could also be part of it. So I I did hear a very, very, very interesting comment about um, why. And like you said, it is, a, it is a tax reason. They needed to show a loss, but also the movie is not big enough to be considered a blockbuster movie theater experience. Mm -hmm. And it's not small enough to be on streaming i did hear it was a tax reason for a tax loss purpose it needed to happen now or never another interesting thing where you said jim where you just asked about david Zas zaslov zardas Zard <laughs> another interesting thing is that the fact that he said basically one of the best quotes and i actually used it at work is they alluded to the fact that dc has been basically treated incorrectly it's been treated incorrectly for a very, very, very long time. And the fact is that we can no longer do what we what has been done before and expect better results. That That is literally textbook definition of insanity to think that this is going to happen. So like they said, we need to it's not that they want to scrap what didn't work and work on what did work. They just want to completely reboot it they want to completely yeah that's that's yeah. kind of what i heard about yeah, it is that. that they're at a point where they're like they they didn't have a 10-year plan i guess which is one of the most baffling things i've ever heard considering what they were trying mm -hmm. to do um and now they do they yeah. said that they did as well it's it's because ago. of alan horn and you do you know where alan horn came from is he from disney plus or is he from marvel i mean I, he's he he's disney studios he, he yes, was basically okay. in charge of the movie productions at disney i did hear that and that that was the weird part it's like oh wow you went over and now they are they're folding so when you initially hear this you're going what the hell hbo's over warner brothers you know dc's done because four warner brothers got taken over when at&t was still controlling them they were playing with the idea are we going to sell off separate pieces of the yeah DC i know i heard universe. that well what what ended up happening because of that was they split off the studios into their own separate things which is what disney did a long time ago but i guess finally like dc is its own separate studio department hbo is its own separate department and then you know like all the other all the brands have their own departments now it's not just one 
big studio messy cluster. But isn't that kind of like you get worried that there's no continuity in in feel for at least with marvel you go you go wow um there's a there's a one concise feel throughout well why would why would that because it feels like pieces of a whole versus like just a different a, a new hue painted over something where if you don't know anything about dc is dc as opposed to marvel as marvel is based in the real world and dc is based in you know made up made up lands representative of different places dc takes every single character as stupid as they are very very seriously extremely seriously like let's take let's take plastic man plastic man is a very foolish character but they take elongated man they take him super serious. All right. So, I again, what's your point here? What my point is this is that Marvel has one big feel to it versus DC, where it's completely separated across the mm-hmm. board and it's it's pieces of a something, but not as a whole. Yeah, because you have the DC uh, movie division, you have the DC animation division, you have the DC television division, and none of them are shaking hands with one another. They're all just kind of doing their own thing and sometimes fighting one another as far as, you know, doing things that are contradictory to the other divisions. Oh, so we- so do you okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Is DC DC as a whole? DC not just the movies, not just the TV. I think DC as a whole is now just a separate kind of standalone department entity within Warner Brothers and they were not before. Good. So I think Good. I think what you're saying is going to happen. It's going to be more uniform now because it's all kind of under the same roof. Um, yeah, and that's as as scary as this sounds, I think that it's probably the right move to do this because think of, you know, think of what we, you know, when we think about Marvel and what Feige has done, he's really improved the brand under Disney and, and even before Disney, he really improved the brand by making everything synchronous across all different types of media. And I think that's what uh, the, they're trying to do with the dc brand and going back to what you said about the tv shows peacemaker is the only one that's actually acknowledged the cinematic universe of, of the dc eu yeah well Pe- hey Peacemaker's i mean is the only one <laughs> hey marvel marvel wasn't very far behind that for a while but now so you know what's really cool is now so now you talk about you bringing in alan horn right and then you have it, i'll, I'll tell you right now there's nothing cool about bringing in alan horn but they're going now. Marvel is starting. It's not that they're starting to lose steam. That they're going to lose steam. Do you know what I mean? A little bit, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, it's another Marvel thing." Um, but now it, DC, it's, it's a it's a matured brand, and they need to, you know. Well, the same com- thing. The, companies the thing and is- brands have cycles, and they need to reinvent themselves every generation and but that's and the generation the not a human generation but an interest generation but that's the problem with dc and dc has been trying to do this forever how many times are you going to do a new 52 how many times are you going to do yeah. the uh, it's anyway like Christ, that's man. that but that's the comics man anyway let's back to batgirl let's let's focus back on batgirl so i think the the kind of interesting repercussions of all of this is that HBO Max and Discovery Plus seem to be merging into one whole unit of a streaming service. They have yet to say what the name is, but is it it's... Stars? <laughs> Might as well be. 
they're doing that and it it it's kind of worrying because what we've heard is that it might be discovery or hbo going into discovery as a as like an hbo tab which to me that doesn't make any sense like hbo is the bigger brand here exactly i would have i would thought that hbo was a much bigger brand than discovery did they lose DC? Did they lose CNN? Like the Super CNN station? Oh yeah, no. The, the the CNN Plus it died like yeah, two weeks it after it was launched. Yeah, that's yeah. It. No, I mean, that was like the big thing that they had to like fix when this whole merger started. Did it come out that HBO lost the the Harry Potter situation? Like the no, um, no. I'm, they, I think they lost it on it? HBO Max, but I, they yeah. still have the Potter rights. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I was wondering is, did they lose the HBO Max Potter rights to do if they are actually going to move forward with a, with a Harry Potter show? No, I think I, they can still do that. It's just they, they don't have the movies right now, I don't think. But that's, that's, that's it. That's the thing is we're all focused on the DC stuff. It's not just DC that, that's going to like really hurt. It's like they're talking about the fact that if it just goes back to regular HBO, you're going to get one or two big shows a year maybe three versus you know like they said the idea that netflix just throws money left and right to big shows that's that's this whole thing is like i think they're just trying to figure out how to spend money the best because i I, they they haven't really had an idea what to do with it for a long time getting hbo max started was like a whole big thing you know they promised so much out of dc the green lantern show that never happened god knows if the blue beetle movie is still going to come out i am very interested to see like where this all lands because i i think at some point david zaslav did say that he is not going to touch any of these other movies but i just don't know if i believe him yeah and it's like you know do you think any of the ezra miller i run a cult in in iceland it's like no i I, the flash is coming out for some reason it's just going with a criminal in the leading role i i don't know why (laughs) a guy in body armor who runs a cult in iceland who has long toenails and stinks Hey, I mean, they added Jared Leto to the Haunted Mansion movie. So, you know, we're just, we're putting cult leaders in everything. Why not? Whatever. But you know, what's really interesting, though, is the fact that, so you go, where will DC end up? Think about this, the release of of Sandman. And I know it's a Vertigo title. It's still a, a Warner Brothers property, still a DC property. But that just got released on Netflix. Sorry, and l- it, let me ask you real quick. Does it say like Warner Brothers at the end? It says Warner Brothers at the beginning. Oh, wow. Okay. Big big shield and everything. And if you don't know, Netflix in Europe was already carrying the DC stuff. Like America is the only one that didn't have the DC stuff. Like the DC shows, like they, so it's like. Well, I think, I think HBO Max is in a very limited amount of places too. So that, I think that has something to do with it. It's like, wow, does that, is that something? Because it's like. They're gonna need a. They're gonna need a platform because that's unfortunately, when with Jimmy being, you know, Jimmy and I being of an older generation, you being a younger generation, they're gonna need streaming is just a normal thing as usual as it is to you. It still is a relatively newer concept for Jimmy and I, Sir James. Oh, and it's and it's even worse for uh, older generations like my father. When I got rid of his, uh, it's it's convenient. regular cable for him. I I think I did not do him any favors and. Uh, the b- best thing that I did for him was to get ESPN Plus so he could just turn it on and leave it on. 
but the best thing is the fact that like going back to it, like you and you are as passionate about it. It's like, okay, if this is going to happen, if this is happening, yes, we truly believe it's going to happen. A sale? Like, what is what what is happening? Everything getting reduced down to HBO and everything coming, basically the reins being pulled on everything. It will start to, will it drive us to the movie theaters again, which would be great because to bring back movie theaters would be, it is, it is, it's a special event, dude. It's a, it, it is a special mm -hmm. thing to go it to is. the movie theater. You do plan your day around it. And that would, mm -hmm. to drive us back to the movie theater, to bring that magic back to cinema, that'd be great, man. It really would. You know, to rekindle that fire for everybody, not just the older people who feel they want to sit at home now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've heard a lot of, like, people don't really want to go back to the movie theaters, which, I don't know. It's, I don't I, I, I don't feel that way. I was at the movies yesterday, saw Bullet Train. Um, nice I'm, flex. <laughs> Need to do that. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, you know, I still enjoy going. But that's, you know, that being said, I also have a movie theater a mile away from my house. So I it's a bit easier for me. Um, but uh, one of the other things I, I just wanted to mention real quick uh off of this is just that um one of the other reasons they said that they canceled the movie there were three reasons that they gave um one of them being the tax credit the other one being that they only want their dc movies to be big extravagant blockbusters mm -hmm. and the third reason is contrary to what people had been saying about the movie prior to its cancellation and that is that the test screenings were going badly Yes. And that was that was interesting because every like leaker who had access to test screenings and all that were saying that most people liked the movie. Hmm. So, Dude. I mean, and even even to to kind of further prove that point, they actually moved uh, the release of Batgirl from HBO Max to be a big theatrical release once they saw that people were reacting positively, and we knew that this change was happening. So. At some point, someone must have liked some version of this movie. Do you think that, do you think that, I mean, for me, it drives me to want to see it more. Oh, you don't want us to see it? Now I want to see it. Now you're going right? to want it. Now you want that, you want that bootleg, you know, the BH cut that Cats had. <laughs> so it's just, now I actually want to see it. Now I want to see, you know, as as far as other accus accusations I've heard about it, but it's just like, well, hey. it's, it's just so it sounds so interesting and maybe that's just them trying to talk it up. But like, you know, it was the return of Keaton. It was Brendan Fraser's Firefly, which I would have been interested in seeing. It would have been supposedly in the Burton verse like that. That was going to happen. That would have been nice. where this was set. Brendan Fraser any smaller now? Did he lose the weight? He... Bonfire. In... Yeah. <laughs> Our... Is it was he gonna be Firefly or Killer Moth? I can't remember. It was it was know. gonna be either one, but um, I thought it was Firefly, but I, I, I think it was Firefly. First kind of stuff. Anyway, it's but, but it just it it sounds like an interesting movie, and it's so weird that they would just throw it away for a tax reason. By the way, there was another movie that died alongside Batgirl that nobody talked about. There was like this direct to HBO Max Scoob sequel that they were making what? that they just canned. I love Scoob. Yeah, I really Hell, do love it. They, uh, the composer I, of Scoob, yeah, actually, Scoob good. he he put a thing up on Instagram that was like, I I rented out an orchestra in a studio to record 
the soundtrack to this movie and now it's canceled. What do I do? And he was just like, I'm I'm just gonna record it. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it anyway. But I think uh yeah. I think Warner Brothers does value the DC brand. I wanna go back to, to what you were saying about kind of you know selling it to Netflix. I think they do value it. I just think they have had no clue how to structure what they're doing there. I think that's been the biggest problem because during all of these uh, like executive meetings when they've been talking about all this stuff, they have said we we love DC, we love what they're doing over there. We just we need more structure. So I think I just, Alan Horn's going to bring that. I mean, I just can't imagine when you've got Jim Lee is is one of the heads. I mean, like how is he, bad are you? Man? Is he a head is, or is he the editor in chief at DC? Because I mean, if he is, was, that that means nothing for the movies. Well, yeah, but what was Feige before he before he was? king feige he was a production assistant on x-men okay but regardless is if the, if you're like you said let's take that statement you said that means nothing it's like why would you not have jim lee's input why why would you not dude like that is absolutely stupid it's not like it's not like he's Lightfield, you know and he's gonna do well i think of- they were they were more concerned about jeff john's opinion than they were about jim lee's Je- i feel like they've been trying to do something with jeff john's for a long time I mean, it, it's just, you know, as, a, as far as like even his involvement with the ben, the ben Affleck Batman at one point, it's just that's that to me, you're you're actually describing a great solution to the issue. Start taking Jim Lee seriously. Start taking those writers who have who have now been doing this for a long time. Take it seriously. Pay I mean, them more than five thousand dollars when you adapt their works into major motion pictures. Yeah, I mean, Jim Lee, Jim Lee when turtles was on the downturn for Eastman and Lurid, even I think even when Lurid sold his stuff off to Kevin Eastman, Jim Lee turned around and bought, you know, he turned around and bought the turtles off of, of Eastman, you know, and then look at the turtles. Didn't Lifefield luc- buy him after that? They, they're no, but they're, it's a lucrative brand. It's just, it's, they can turn a lucrative brand. They, it's not these explain guys. Explain a little bit more. What is this? What are you talking about? So Kevin Eastman, Peter Lurid, Peter Lurid sold his rights to Kevin Eastman for turtles, uh, for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. When it was going on the downturn, um, I think he was he was suffering a lot of money issues. Um, I think he he had bought Heavy Metal magazine at that point, um, and just it wasn't turtles is becoming more of a dead property, almost like a gimmick. Jim Lee, Jim Lee picked it up. He bought the rights. He had the rights to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and he revitalized the brand back in. Jim Lee is Jim Lee is is he's Jim Lee, dude. You just like any. I know you sat there and you said, "Well, that's the comics." Yeah, no shit. Like this is a, this is a comic property, and that's the problem is the fact that get guys in there that are just so ingrained in it because obviously it it works. It works. I mean, just get it in there. It's but, a no brainer. Yeah. But like, I not even. I, think, I don't. Go ahead. I Jen. think part of the problem is that we've had for a couple of generations we've had these executives who know nothing about the properties that they own that are making decisions that oh yeah we need to have schwarzenegger and devito and this person and this person and this person and this person you know we need to have you know these 14 people uh don't go... bag on devito penguin no no <laughs> Let, let's have no it wasn't the fact that there was not, not, nothing wrong with eat any one of those, but we didn't have to have three of them in the same uh, movie. We didn't have to have it, you know, it, executives who don't know 
the brand are actually devaluing, uh, devaluing the brand because they want, they've got some crazy idea what it should be without knowing what it really is. Look at, I mean, come on, it, paying respect back to the original work and the architect. It, it's like Jodorowsky, come on, man. Like that's a perfect example of why you should respect the original architects of this in the, the purveyors of it. What do you mean? What do I mean? What I mean is this, is that Jodorowsky's Dune was, the panels were there. He he did he did the all the story panels. He did the he mm-hmm. did the justice. He respected the work, and and he with that respect and his vision. Who, no, he you know, did not. Bring, he tore apart Dune. But his... regardless, bringing in Mobius, bringing in all these guys, but it doesn't. It what I'm saying is this: is that like you said, you went back, but that's the comics again. You're dealing with a comic property. Why would you? That's just it's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I just I think the biggest thing out of all of it is like what does this mean for the rest of any other property with Warner Brothers other than Scoob? <laughs> you know <laughs> what is, I mean seriously what does that mean for the the rest of it because it it seems like it's all overshadowed by it's only affecting the comics yeah well it was it was the, the Batgirl was the match you know so let me let me back up because uh, obviously I'm not as up to date on what what you're saying. So are you saying that they're going to split the comics into a, or sell off the comics from the <clears> rights? <throat> no. What do you, what are you saying about these? It seems to only be affecting the the cinema universe, correct? Yeah, correct. I mean, well, comics have been a shit show for years. DC Comics haven't been good in a while. I think that this is they they said like I even heard them say like you know. Don't expect it to pick up major steam till 2025. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it is it's perfect timing. It's a good way to come in with a, with a like a real juggernaut hit. You know, God knows what that'll be. God, like the the problem is like what what can you write in three years that's going to correct this ship to where it needs to be? I There's think, I don't think you can make like I don't think they have anything that they could do. But let's let's face it, man. Like you can't. If we held Marvel to their past, you'd be constantly fighting the Fantastic Four and the Captain America and the Doctor Strange stuff and the the Thor versus the Hulk on on TV. You'd be constantly fighting that. You gotta at one point. So you're you're just kind of saying they need their just one rock solid Iron Man to start with. Yeah, they do. Okay, completely. Completely. And it, it and doesn't I, matter if it's big or not. It just needs to be a good, solid movie. Yeah, and even James Gunn said, don't even worry about Peacemaker because it's not, Peacemaker's not at, you know, it, it's not in trouble. Yeah, which is surprising because they were there were reports that they were like cutting like 70% of the Max staff, which I guess they came out and said wasn't true. I was um, so worried that Peacemaker was done. Yeah, no, that was, oh, that's I would have been pissed if, if we had killed Peacemaker. <laughs> Oh, right. you'd, you'd right. see kick, you'd see kickstarters and all sorts of things. <laughs> These sweeted versions all over the place. All right, well, <laughs> you know, we we don't know where this is gonna land, but uh, it was definitely a situation worth talking about. So, uh, thanks for indulging. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so on to Prey. So, Prey is a Hulu original 2022 film directed by Dan Trachtenberg, starring Amber Mid Thunder, and it is the, depending on if you want to count the AVP movies, the fifth movie Seven. in the Predator franchise. Well, yeah. f- or the seventh, fifth or seventh, if you want to count the AVP movies. 
Yeah. And it follows a Native American warrior who goes up against a predator. And this is a this is a prequel that happens 300 years before uh, any of the other Predator movies. Oh, I want to get this in immediately. Does anybody know if this connects to another Predator movie in any way? No idea. It does. What do you mean? It does. It connects directly to one Predator movie. Predator 2. You know that flintlock pistol that uh, Danny Glover receives after killing oh, the Predator at the end? Oh, yeah. That's the flintlock pistol she uses to kill this Predator. Spoilers, oh, by the cool. way, we're talking about the movie. All of the movies. So. What, what Wait, did it say? I might what? have to change my rankings. <laughs> what did it say? Uh, what was engraved on the pistol? Um, I I can't remember, but but it is it is the same one. Oh, I don't remember. I couldn't read it, so <laughs> I didn't, have my, I didn't yeah. have my glasses on. <laughs> no but it's no, that's that's really yeah cool. i i didn't even know this until i i read i read somewhere that that was the same pistol because like it is it is the same engraving i just can't remember what the hell is on the engraving i was like yeah it's the prequel like that's how it's connected <laughs> i was like right I was like, where the hell are you going with it there's a predator in it isn't that enough yeah but yeah, um, no, there is there is a small connection there. But um, what what did everybody think? I loved it. No, I I really liked it. Um, I it wasn't as cheesy as I thought it was going to be. Um, it wasn't as overly nineteen eighties kill everything. But you know they did kill everything. <laughs> but I thought it was very well done. I I liked it a lot. I did. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it immensely. It was very. The tension where tension was needed was was done real well. The overall feel, especially like with the kind of like the woman's place in the tribe, um, mm-hmm. what like those like those kind of side looks when she was like she'd be walking to go uh, practice hunting, um, or when she re- initially went out to go hunting. That kind of that was real cool. A lot of cool little facts that I, I heard along the way, and I'm sure we'll address them um, in a few moments, but. I thought I thought it was great. You know, it was a good connected, a great connected movie. Now that you mentioned the Flintlock, but on its own, it was it was a great film. Without having, to, I think it's a great introduction to uh, for younger folks to get into Predator movies. I think it's a yeah. really good. I I quite honestly, I'd put this right next to the original Predator for me. Like I'd honestly say that they're equal in my mind for how much I like them. But here's the problem. It's like, yes, it's a good introduction, but I think it's probably the equivalent of showing a kid Endgame and then showing him Iron Man 1. It's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, you go, yeah. really? Why? I mean, it is it is the same kind of, you know, 1v1 fight by the end of it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I it's, think it's it a, serves as a good, like, like, re, uh, reboot. Is that the word? Or is it like, I think intro, I think it's, but that's the thing. It's not like a reboot. It's, it, it's an intro. It's a preboot. That's, that's a it's a preboot. It's a... <laughs> get you, get you, get you, copyright the name, Jim. Preboot. <laughs> preboot. There you go, Nick. That's a thing. It's a preboot. Um, but yeah, it is. It is a great preboot. Um, I I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, a lot of really cool, interesting thing I did. Do you guys? Can I say it? Can I just say what? Yeah. I Yeah. Address whatever the hell you you really want to address. Okay. Do you know how many languages this movie was shot in? Just the one. No, Two. I'm pretty sure it was one, but it was. I I know what you're gonna say. I they think have... it, I think it was one, but it was a dub. The other one was they didn't film it because I I actually watched that version. There's yeah. okay, so there's an English dub and a Comanche dub. That's um, cool as hell. It, a... it is. 
But they did not. They did not redo all the lips for for the Comanche dub. It's you know what? When I read that, I was like, I was like, did they really make them do it twice? <laughs> I was like, no. But did you hear that they tried to give it like the the Hunt for Red October version? Yeah, there was it? there was a, a version that was like fifteen minutes in. They switched to English or whatever. Yeah, that's really cool. Because like, do you remember in um whatever the whatever the Antonio Banderas movie is where he's with the Vikings? And he all of a sudden oh thirteenth warrior la- yeah he learns their language and it's they start speaking English halfway through and that that's cool but I thought that that was a that was a really really cool it, not even the fact that it's cool it's just honorable it's so honorable and to me that's just so respectful it's that they actually did say we're gonna put this out in Comanche as well yeah which is my, cool man so it it is yeah. very cool the only thing that throws me off about that is I. <laughs> I looked up where the Comanche Nation existed, and it's it's not in northern Canada. It's yeah. it's not in the Canadian Great Plains where this movie is, but yeah. it's it's still commendable. I think that is the reason they probably did that is because that is probably the biggest surviving Native American language. So, it yeah, you know it, it makes sense. Um, yeah. But I was I was really into that. I was really into to the like natives thing. I thought they were gonna do like a. a colonialism statement but then there were colonials in the movie so the predator was not a metaphor for colonialism or maybe it was still i don't know i'm still trying to piece that one together i love the sometimes fact that a you... cigar is still a cigar yeah <laughs> a pig with lipstick is still a pig but no um i i love the fact that you couldn't understand uh were they french or dutch french. uh french yeah, they're French trappers. I love the fact that they were the ones you couldn't understand. And the only one you could out of it was the guy named, I think it was Mac Waxed Mustache was his name in the credits. The guy that could translate for them. His name is not Waxed Mustache. It, is, it, up it the- is not Waxed Mustache. <laughs> look, look it up. It's Waxed Mustache and Big Beard. No, it's they- Raphael and <laughs> Adolini, a French translator played by Bennett Taylor. His name Wax was mustache. not his name was not Wax Mustache. They must they must have updated it. Today. Nor nor was nor was Lothar's name Bad Guy. Where do you get did, these names? On Fry MDB. It's you can order DoorDash Fry while you look it up. <laughs> We're here to tell you a bunch of wrong pages. information. <laughs> Copyright that. Fry MDB. Uh, so so yeah, this, Walmart DB. I guess this movie had been in development like actually two years before the last movie came out, The Predator. Um, yeah. One of the writers was just taking a crack at this concept and then uh, Dan Trachtenberg picked it up. Um, Six years? Yeah. Six years total. I mean, I, I am interested to see what they're doing. I know Dan said that they're, like, there was other stuff that they are planning to do with The Predator franchise now. And that leads me to one of the talking points I do want to address the futures of the Alien and Predator franchise on Hulu, because I guess Hulu is the home of these things now. Um, I don't know. So there's there's this. We know that there's something else Predator-related coming from those comments. We have two Alien shows on, on the horizon now, and we have one Alien Hulu movie. So... Wait, wait a second. So the this is going to be on Hulu. Hulu is primarily owned by Disney. Does that make... Alien had, Queen, a, a Disney Queen. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. Just, okay. just, just making sure. We've didn't they make this joke like in 2018 when this happened? <laughs> yeah, they are. It is. It is part of. It is 
all part of the same universe. But, yeah, I well, I don't know. I don't want it to be, but <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I've always I think a Predator movie is is just I think it's something I don't see it dying. I don't hope it dies. I, I like the Predator universe. I mean, I'm not a big into the AVP stuff, but I'm, I'm glad that they, they brought it back to a more uh, basic, out-of-the-suburbs, visceral setting. Uh, the one-on-one combat that you weren't getting with like Predator 2 um, and AVP, where everything was in the suburbs or, you know, it wasn't uh-huh. on hunting plant, hunting grounds. And we they they accomplished that with this, which is real cool. Yeah. So yeah, we won't but... even talk about AVP Requiem. I oh think I my god, I've oh. I may have walked out of. I I think I've seen that movie all the way through twice, and and that, oh my god, it do makes you, my head hurt every time I think about yeah. that movie. Do you think that with them doing, I would see another Alien versus Predator movie, and I and I really hope that for the longest time that they would do it correctly, and I think that yeah. they possibly could. In in what way? What is the correct way? Is it the comics way? No audible speaking whatsoever. Just it's just a straight on Alien versus Predator like dog fight, like mm. battle to the bone. <laughs> oh God! I, for an <laughs> not, hour not and like, a half, I couldn't uh, do that for an hour and a half. <laughs> it's a, it's a thought, man. It's just uh, the other thought I've always had is I well, wish we could see a a, a a Predator versus Planet of the Apes. So you have like Predator of the Apes. <laughs> So that'd but, be cool. You know, with with the the initial Predator and the initial Alien were all very um analog effects. They were in camera effects, they were actual suits and everything like that. And nowadays I think that if you could combine, you know, the uh digital effects and, and um practical effects, I think that this is the time to do it. They you know, actually they, they did. Some of some that, of the predator effects are are real because I know Studio ADI worked on this, which does all of the predator costumes, has done all of the predator costumes. So how much some of the of bear? Was, how much of the bear was practical effects? And I'm going to assume none of that bear was was real. There was I, no, there was no I th- body. Suit. All of the animals except for the dog, I I think are probably probably fake, which is, you know, is same as stand- same as Triple R. <laughs> yeah, Sunny right? is the standout. In this, Sonny's Sonny's great. Sorry, I like Sonny. Sorry, the dog's name is Sorry. I for some reason I thought she kept saying Sonny. I'm like, that's cool. It works for me. I'm gonna get one named Sonny. You know what threw but, me off about that dog? It looks too modern. It looks too well groomed as a dog to be in the place where it is. Yeah, just it, it, there was one point I was like, where the but dog? But he's go? he's a good boy. He's 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 a great he's a great cinema dog. Yeah, he was he was a very modernized <laughs> dog. I, I thought he was he was great, but <laughs> anyway, do you believe that people are just that hungry for practical effects? Because I I am. I think it's I think it's just so much more. Oh God! After body. seeing Light and Magic, I I beg for the day of practical effects to come back. Well, that's what made me respect twenty forty nine Blade Runner twenty forty nine so much more. What made me yeah. love it more was was the set that they actually followed suit with the sets and everything like that, the miniatures. And bigotures yeah yeah i think that they i think it's i think it's I, it's, a, it's a real love affair that like it started with it with our generation and for you guys to love it as much in your generation that's such a good awesome thing i think it's i think it's a matter of filmmakers need to get back to into the habit of choosing the right effect for 
what they want to do in a movie. Because I think nowadays a lot of filmmakers will just look at something that's like kind of looks like it's difficult to film and just be like, oh, we'll we'll just do that all in CGI instead of thinking creatively, how could I do this with some practical, some CGI and make it look the best it can look? Now yeah. nowadays we just we just kind of throw up our hands and say eh, CGI. Yeah, but I mean, even look at how look at how the Mandalorian approached that. That was I mean, that was a great CGI. Yeah, no, that's I mean, uh, and that's a great example of of blending those two worlds. I think the Star Wars movies in general have have done a kind of good job of of trying to recapture some of the practical magic. At least Force Awakens did. Well. Except that they were the ones that probably got the most ire for well, going completely CGI. Well, when we looked in, at like episode in one, the two, and prequels, three. in the prequels, yeah. yeah, but in all the newer kind of Disney stuff, I think they have tried tried somewhat to to bring back yeah. a kind of you know palpable feel to to the effects on screen. You know where they failed? Where with with episode one, two, and three is the fact that they were prequels and not preboots. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> you can't introduce anybody to Star Wars through episodes one, two, and three. You'll be like, "What the hell is this? What are? Do why we are we have... talking about trade routes and taxations of of? What's what's the count? What's the count before a word becomes an actual word? Is it two hundred? I I have never heard this principle. I think you have to say two hundred times before it becomes an actual real world, real word. So we've we we probably got another two seventy. 289 we'll get we'll get it done to, to the, pre-boot the run pre-boot pre-boot pre-boot, pre-boot. We're, we're we'll get it up <laughs> we'll get it up there uh, everybody everybody who watches this episode go on twitter and just put hashtag preboot with nothing pre-boot. else in your tweet okay yeah. preboot is an actual word it's the time between turning on a computer and loading the operating system no more it's not <laughs> not in the film industry wait 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 urban dictionary okay it's uh uh, prequel and reboot. A preboot is a film in a series taking place before the predecessors. Bastard. Already it's, taken. That's because you went and got the one from Urban. I mean, every everybody came up with these like <laughs> everybody came up with these words when like you know Batman started getting rebooted. They were like, "What is this? Is this a preboot? Is this a pre sequel? Is this a?" <laughs> oh, I'm taking it back. <laughs> is this a C boot? Yeah, there you go. So no, let's. I mean, let's go back to like our original talking boots because we're talking boots, talking points because we're we're straying on it. I mean, even like you said, like you said, Nick, you had you had some really good, interesting questions about it. So, so yeah, some of those questions. The the first one just is this the best Predator movie since the original? And I think we can all kind of agree that yeah, this is yeah, this is the best thing this franchise has done since 1987. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that. I can say that, and it's 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 so different. Like, if you showed me this before Predator One, I'd be like, Predator One's garbage. But if you showed me this after, you'd be like, This is as good as this is. This is a great. This is really a great follow up. Yeah, and so as a follow up, what do you think the next movie should be? Because I I do wonder if if the future of the Predator movies is a bunch of you know pirate versus predator or ninja versus predator or you know it's it's just warriors fighting predators throughout time but this is this is supposed to be the first predator on earth so they have now limited their their time periods that they can go to 
yeah you can't go anything like you can't do like vikings versus predator you can't which is oh which sucks because i would have loved to see that oh i heard the best question i heard the best question and i'll put this in there and they uh they said who would win in a fight the predator or kevin from home alone and they said they said how (laughs) long yeah it depends on how how much prep time he has 24 hours they said kevin's got 24 hours they're like it's like, it's like batman it. fighting any member of the justice like how much prep time does he have <laughs> they're like the predator is fucked <laughs> so, but no it's just i don't know man i think that like you said he dan and dan trachenberg said that he really loved the billy character so that was really like it's always been his his thought process he really loved the american um the native american indian character in billy is one of he's a compelling character he's cool man that's a cool character yeah oh god i so i watched the original predator before seeing this and just that that moment where he just strips off the rest of his gear and he just takes his knife and he's like i am going to kill this thing it's such a badass moment you really see you really sit there and you go well jesse ventura is i mean the last the last time you saw jesse ventura before this was you know he had a boa on and he was in WWE, and it just got some of the best lines in that movie. And then the next time you see you see him in Predator, and then you see him in you see him, he's like the congressman of California. He's a congressman or a mayor of something in California. He's he's amazing. But it's just those guys are so so awesome. I mean, there's just even what is it? Uh, the guy Hawkins with the glasses. Yeah, that's and, Shane Black. Is it? That's Shane Black. <laughs> Oh, no doubt. No doubt. That's cool, man. Yeah, I mean, which is, you know, I wish he made a better Predator movie when he got the chance to make one. But yeah, I mean, dude, it it was really cool. But I mean, you, they're going through the jungle. They're looking for those guys. I mean, dude, seriously, stranger things have happened. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the first skin body that they find being Jim Hopper. I oh, I, I totally didn't know that until I rewatched it. I, I had that, totally uh, forgotten about that. Do you know that I totally have been waiting? for that to record to drop this oh my god (laughs) i'm like i'm gonna say stranger things have happened um but (laughs) But no it's just dude that oh my god come on the what dude the weaponry dude the wasp 111 anti anti anti-aircraft machine gun holy shit man dude like that's so badass yeah, that's just such a bad gun. But dude. The, well, that you know that then leads us to to this where it's it's more interesting, I think, because of the reduced technology of uh, of of everyone involved here. And it's, he's only got yeah, he's only got one piece of body armor, the skull. Yeah, it's I so uh, the original Predator is pretty naked as as a combatant. Like I don't think he has a whole lot of armor on him already but so yeah the i feel like the the predator was actually pretty naked in the the first one because i mean other than like the the shoulder cannon which you know is pretty overpowered and and all the kind of weaponry that he has there isn't there isn't a lot on him like there is definitely armor compared to this one but what what did he have he only in that he had the shoulder armor he had the the wolverine claw right yeah yeah he had the wolverine claw he had the camo he had uh the cannon he had the the like the ripper things that'll he can throw and it'll like you know the original one the the, uh, predator one yeah did he have the spear i thought he had the spear i i think he has the spear i think i thought he had the spear too because like that scene yeah he's got the spear i'm pretty sure he he, does because he yeah he 
didn't he use the spear on a couple of people? Thought so. The cool part about it is that how how does he have such primitive weapons? And then you think about the fact that it's been three hundred years, yeah. and so they so he basically has these prototypical weapons um, on him, and even things like you even go, well, why is he so much more different looking? Well, evolution. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they have kind of established in the other movies that like predators are all about evolution. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. And you go, what was really cool was you go, all right, so he didn't have the dreads or whatever the hell they were, like the the hose dreads. He had like longer. They're thinner. They're thinner yeah, and but, longer. But those even those serve a purpose. Like like not that the dreads were important, but you did notice the fact that they were they were that sleeker whatever hair, you know, tentacle hair. Um, they're de-evolution or devoed. Exactly. Well, well you, I thought the I thought the most interesting downgrade was the fact that they, Pred Einstein hadn't split the 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 atom yet. I guess because he didn't have the nuclear explosion thing. He yeah, only had he that that thing that like did the laser burst. Dude, I totally believe. I totally was like, I was like, oh, he's just gonna let off a bomb and kill everybody. That that's really what I believed. I, I yeah, I thought he was gonna do that at one point. I was like, oh, that's how they're gonna cop out. And I was just like, but that brings me to another thing. And I made the joke. I'm like, dude, I guess in 300 years, you you develop a little bit harder skin because this guy was getting cut up like like butter. Like, you know, it's I mean, like, at the same time, it is fun to see gooey, glowing predator blood everywhere. But I was like, wow, they really made of butter or something because I was <laughs> like, I was like, her, I'm like, that tomahawk is not that sharp, but Again, it's just, you know, it is a tomahawk. And, you know, I thought the really cool part was was the fact that it was three arrows. It was dark. Yeah, and, and they all they all went of, yeah. to where the yeah. lasers were pointing. That was right. that was a really cool and that, that leads right into the ending where it, it accidentally kills itself because it's and doing that, was, that. And that's that's so cool because you can only do that when you rework the technology that way. It, it okay. couldn't have been done in another movie because otherwise he has the laser blast. So was it almost blind without the skull? Like it hadn't acclimated to the to the weather yet? Maybe. What 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 specifically are you uh, thinking about? Without the helmet, he's kind of like disoriented in a way, and I think it might be because he hasn't dealt with a human being yet or anything like that. He hasn't dealt with that in. You get the into Earth's environment. Yeah, he hasn't acclimated his eyesight to the Earth's environment yet. And like like you said, in those in the other movies, they have the helmet on. And in Predator One, you don't see his face till the very end where he pops it off. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, so I this has always been what I've been confused about. What does the Predator's vision look like? Because I felt like at certain points in the original movie, when he takes his helmet off, we get a POV shot, but it's still it still looks like it's it either looks like it's camera. red or it's the thermal camera, which I've never yeah. really understood. But it's just you don't have they don't get into the vision. What do they get? In, yeah, they do get into the vision because they're looking at the wolf and they're looking at um, the rabbit at one point. Yeah, he's looking at their heat, which I love all that. I really love the kind of like hunter hunted nature stuff that they're doing with with yeah. just how everything looks back at uh one of the movies i can't remember whether it was predator or predator 2 or or avp 
they go into the alien, uh, sorry, into the Predator ship, and he's that's been collecting Predator Two. Is Predator Two? Okay, that's and what I thought. And this movie originally. connects directly to Predator Two, so yeah, and it, he's been collecting things, and uh, because we see the different things uh, on the uh, walls of the ship, and my feeling from this movie is that you know the the Predators have been collecting, or more from Predator Two, is that the the aliens have been collecting other uh, species technology as they prey upon them yeah kind of like the borg i do i do wonder if we're you know one of the other movies might be an alien species versus predator because because i mean that that might be one way to to kind of spice things up it probably cost a lot of money to to do alien versus alien but you know i i think it'd be worth it one thing that's really interesting in this movie and it was just so like kind of as ultra violent as this movie is at certain points, and it has some really good, cool, violent parts, like really cool kills. I think one of the most striking moments is, and it's pretty indicative, and we we forget about this, is when she's getting into it with the rest of the tribe that aren't her brothers that hate her. Basically, the boys that hate her. And that, like, they grab her, and the guy pushes her back right in, and that guy just slugs her dead in the face. He punches her dead in the face and you're like, did that really just happen? And you go like, I don't know why to me that was that was probably one of the most striking moments. I mean, but I was like, hot damn, like, wow, like that was really something. wasn't Yeah, it? well, I mean, she, just, she survives that concussion earlier. But you, you don't think about the fact that you're trying to apply, you know, modern cadence and modern whatever to a, you know, to a Native American tribe in 1718. You go, this is not the same, you know, realize that they just, they're like, they keep saying, go back to cooking, go back and cook, go back and cook, go back and cook. Like really like your place is in the, is in the, in, in the kitchen. And it was, yeah, it was they, they really, really lean into like, oh. the kind of cultural narrative that we have now about kind of female protagonists. And, but you, you got to understand that that's, that's 1718. You know, these are yeah. women weren't supposed to be hunting. I I don't know. I so I yeah. I saw I saw that you guys want to kind of discuss this, and I just oh, I just that was the only thing I wanted to bring up. Yeah, about that, that violence. <laughs> yeah, just because it was so like, oh my god, like wow, that really just happened. And it's not even that it just happened. It would just happened on a made for TV, uh, for lack of a better expression, made for TV movie. You know, and yeah. like even the even they said that they had one point. They're like, are we going to tone down the violence because people are society at this point are so sick of the ultra violence? And should we go for a PG-13 movie? And they were like, no, we're going straight up R. Like we're we're sticking to Mm -hmm. a hard R on this because the Predator movies are R rated movies. And if they're not a hard R movie, they do not work because let's 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 not forget the nature of this. This is a violent act. Yeah, so. we're not playing tag. We're pr- predator and prey. Yeah, yeah like, they, that's they just... should be violent. Yeah, which like is funny say... because AVP, the first one, was rated PG thirteen. After all of the movies in those franchises were rated R. Yeah, and didn't they say they gave Shane Black so much shit about his? Like, yeah, the, no, the oh no, they, they like well, just... not even that. Like that that movie was just a shit show behind the scenes. Like they reshot like the entire yeah, third act or something. I've never seen that movie. It's not I've good. Never, it's not good. So I opened this up. This is The Predator? It's, yeah, the, the one where they come to Earth to steal autism. What? They come to Earth to steal autism. I'm not joking. 
So the little kid that's in that, is that the kid from the Adam Project? No. No, that okay, that kid's um uh, I'm like, he's I'm in like, something this kid else. Age? I'm like, is this kid age at all? Even I started the one clip I saw, I was like, Are you are you joking with me? What the shit is this? Like the the when they get the predator killer, I was like, This is terrible. Yeah, that's so that's like the final scene of the movie. And you know that, that be there the... were like fifteen versions of that scene. One of them had Arnold Schwarzenegger coming out of the pod. One of them had Ripley coming out of the pod. One of them had Newt from Aliens coming out of the pod. They didn't know what they were doing with this movie at all. So no one can see no one can see us because you know we're on Zoom and we're filming this. You're literally describing this and you can't even see it because I'm behind this little, you know, dust screen. I'm like sitting here open mouth, like just like, are you kidding me? Like, holy crap, dude. Like, that's just, that's some shit. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's, I, that's you know what? I, I think they, shit. I think they, they realized after they had 15 different versions of that scene that they were like, hmm, maybe we need to restructure how we do these movies. <laughs> maybe David Zavik should have come along and pulled the plug. Zaslav? Zardoz? <laughs> so that's another interesting thing. Oh yeah, no, so that makes that makes total sense. Hold on. I, I do wanna since you mentioned the kind of reduced budget, I do wanna kinda talk about what what we kind of think of the TV movie reduced budget idea that they did for this. Cause I don't think it's a terrible idea for, for mid budget movies to go to streaming like this. And an hour and a half. Oh my god, thank you. One thirty six? Movies like, movies wow. aren't below two hours anymore, and that needs to change. I thought, but I, that to me, I was like, that's cool. I was like, I was like, let's just get to it, man. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see that they needed to have that much more budget. I think most of the budget probably went towards you know the uh, the special effects and stuff like that. The only thing, the only thing I could probably pick on, and it was setting a bad tone for me, was at the beginning, the very very beginning. When you see the word prey come across the screen. Oh, I love that title reveal, man, where they, they pan oh, up but, from. But look at the type above and below it. Number oh. one, you can't read it. Number two, it doesn't need to be there. Why does it have to say a 20th century Fox movie or whatever it is? 20th century studios. None of that. No other movie has that. Why did they need to do that? And why does it look so bad? This set a precedent, didn't it? Because this is this is a made unknown. It's it's a movie being made for Hulu, correct? Yeah, like it, there was this never was, any. Intent. It was it was always, I think, intended for Hulu. Yeah, and I think. Do you think that aided his cause to get like for him to to have a little bit more freedom? Might have. I mean, I I hope that they all have basically creative freedom to do whatever they want. I know. Fede Alvarez, who did the Evil Dead movies, um, is doing the Alien movie, and I I really hope that he just gets to gets to have what he wants in in that. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm hoping with these kind of reduced budgets that that allows studios and loosens their collars to to just let these guys make the movies that they want to make. So that's well, and I, that... I think that that's a direct result of COVID is that they've realized that you know throwing 300 million dollars isn't feasible when you're not getting the people back into yeah. the theaters asses and seats i mean that i think that that's my only worry about the alien movie like the, any alien project is that that's my worry will it, it what's the worry the worry is that it's just because 
you worked on such a minimum, you didn't need a high tech environment at all times. You didn't need to have massive sets because this is all set out in the, you know, in the wilderness in like what a, a one acre block, maybe. Yeah. So, 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 so for, it's, for it's, something more high concept, it'll be harder. Yeah. yeah. That, that I, is my worry. That's the only, that's the only concern. So we, so, we do know that the, the alien series that's going to be made by the Legion guy, he, um, his is actually going to be set on earth. So that'll, that'll save some money, I guess. Um, Location wise. I mean, uh, you know, I think also, uh, you know, using, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, I, I think, you know, utilizing stuff like the volume for something like this will be a good idea. You know, I, yeah. I think we'll, we'll, we'll see some good spaceship environments in, in the other one. So there's that one series on Earth, and then the other one's going to be in space, and I guess Ridley Scott's executive producing it. But are they orphans in space? Orphans in space. In space. Um, <laughs> Talking about set locations and everything, and, and you, the uh, the quicksand section. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, that that swamp. Wait. That swamp looks so gross and muddy when when she pulls herself out of it. How bad is it that I'm like a tray you? Like that whole oh, thing went off. No. Just die. no. <laughs> but Don't did you say that? Okay, so we know about the obvious line that, that got dropped in yeah. it. And you go, Oh, they said it. They said it. <laughs> they could, they could couldn't say it. get to the chopper. I was totally waiting when she was backed up against the tree stump for her to be like, You are one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but she did say do it. She did she was like, do it. And I was like, Oh, say it again. <laughs> Wait, do no, it. Thought... I'm, I'm here. Kill me. Do it now. It was so well-timed. Like, if it bleeds, we can kill it. I thought that was cool. That was well, I, I just love the whole kind of, like, what they did with the concept. The whole, uh, I can't remember what the word is, but it's like ko, komiatsu or something. Uh, oh, it, yeah. It's the word that they use for, for the hunt. But it's they specifically define it as to hunt that which is hunting you. And I think they, yeah. they really carried that throughout the whole movie, leaning into that and kind of just just really like the hunter the hunter always misun like underestimates the, the main protagonist because, you know, she's she's a lady. That's that's part of why they're they're underestimating her is because she's so, a lady. Um, so is that's why is that why the movie's called Prey instead of Predator? Yeah. Because it's 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 her. She's hunting the predator, really. Yeah. Do you think that one of the original reasons why they didn't touch her, why it wasn't threatened by her, was because it 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 did sense that it was a female, and probably in his. But it doesn't. Well, make sense during during it, the bear encounter. Yeah. Well, because she was she was the prey then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it's yeah, because every in, every other instance she met her in, she was the prey, except for the like one final time at the end where she was she was trying to kill it. So, and I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to out myself on this one. I looked away or I went out, I got I like ran to the bathroom or went and got a drink. Like when, when it killed her brother, did it be, did she stick his head in a bag and like send it back to the mom? No, what was it? no, no, no. That was, that I'm was like, the head of the predator. No. When, you know, when the girl shows up and, and the mom is like preparing the rugs or something that she's doing at the very when end gets, when she gets, no, no, like probably a little bit no. before the end. Does she, does like after the brother gets killed? After the brother's killed, yeah. I, does he stick the head in the bag? I don't know. I'd I'd assume that's just a bag of belongings more than it is the head of her brother, because oh, that would be a little weird. 
would have been dope. She should have put a skull on his head. It would have been great. <laughs> but no, it just, it was so well paced. It really was well paced. I mean, an hour and a half, how do you, you got it? Like, you're either going to screw the pooch on the pacing or you, or you got it, man. They, they nailed it. And I, I love the fact that this was an exclusive right to basically, it was a TV move made for TV movie versus like what we had gotten in the past, you know, made for TV movies. They said, yeah. it was well, I, I think it's just, you know, we're entering a world where, IP is king. Like, I think more direct-to-streaming movies might be, you know, an, an IP. It might be, you but, know, the, if I, they're sending Alien and Predator to, to be streaming that's streaming IPs, that's... It, what does that tell us about the future? Who else is... It, it goes back to move, what we man. were saying about, about the brand of DC. You know, you've got to have people who love the IP who are handling the IP properly. Dude, Let's here's the thing, okay? Predator is going to get your attention because let's really let's really not forget the fact that the Predator is a fucking cool looking character. Like he's probably one of the cooler appearance-wise characters like ever since like Boba Fett. You look at him and you're like, god damn, that that's a cool looking dude. And he's so Yeah, I mean in terms of iconic aliens, it's it's the Xenomorph and the Predator. It's the reason yeah, they I mean, matched up against each other. But yeah. that's the thing is that, so we also look at it and you go you know, you're like, oh, this is a devolved. It's not even that it's a devolved species of predator. You go, this might not even be from the same. Predators come from a damn planet, man. They could have. Yeah. They're not saying oh my where God. it came from. In AVP you know, Requiem, there's a small scene. I want to mention this. There's a small scene where you see the the like cleanup predator. He's on the planet. And you can see that there are skyscrapers on the Predator homeworld. And I just, I need to know, is there a Predator sitting in an office doing paperwork in one of these yeah. skyscrapers? What do you mean he's a cleanup Predator? Like he's got a mustache and overalls? It's, he's the cleanup Predator. His, <laughs> his name's literally Wolf as a reference to Pulp Fiction and, and what's-his-face's character. Yeah, like Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Like he's got, he's, he's yeah, got overalls. His, his, name's, his name's Wolf. He's the cleanup guy. Like they throw it. They walk by and just drop a soda on the ground. They're like, clean it up, Wolf. <laughs> He's like, no, not sure. like that. I'm saying he gets rid of like the technology of bodies. He hates his job. He's got he's a He's damage control. He, yes, he's, a, he's, he's damage control. It's like, I'm going to burn down these skyscrapers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck these um, guys. <laughs> I do I do like that this, this movie's uh, the, the kind of use of the Predator to, to stand in for colonialism much as... The original Predator kind of stood in for the Vietnam War. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. There there's some interesting parallels that I'll I would like to read into, but I <laughs> yeah I, 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 I know that that's that's not man like you know I just don't. It's just I, I, but I it's just it's there. It. It's I can't deny that it's it's there. And maybe I'll I'll speak on this more with someone else. But um, please. <laughs> yeah yeah i know you don't want to you don't want to talk about the substance of the movie i understand <laughs> no i like idiotic things i like turtles <laughs> oh, but to say it. so i i jim i i know that you kind of wanted to talk about uh the the female protagonist of this and i i kind of like that they they kind of explicitly are just like i'm I am doing the female warrior bit just to prove that I can because fuck you. <laughs> That's basically her reasoning in the movie, which I think is awesome. Do you know that she had no clue that she was trying out for a Predator movie? I'd believe that. 
I believe she, that they, for sure. They, they didn't tell her that she this was going to be a predator movie. She's just like, oh, cool. It's about it's a historical piece about about the fact that you know it's a girl trying to be a hunter. Like she's like, I'm all about it. And they're like, hey, by the way, <laughs> yeah. So which is it's it's interesting. We weren't supposed to know that this was a predator movie for a little bit. Uh, Dan you know, Trachtenberg actually went online like once once it leaked that like there was another Predator movie coming out. He was like, "Hey, you weren't supposed to know this. We were actually going to reveal it at a certain point that this is actually a, a Predator movie in in the marketing, which is interesting because it would have been the same thing he did for Ten Cloverfield Lane, where they announced like a month before that there's just a Cloverfield sequel coming out." Is he is he Mister like I'm gonna create the pilot episode of of shows? Uh, or like one-off shows because he's, he's I, got water, I, I know he did the boys he did water he's doing water world he's doing water world and shout out did, to water world and he's he did uh it's not that it's a premiere episode but he did an episode of black mirror uh the one with wyatt russell the it's called playtest you know i think the did, man's just trying to get work where he can and, and sometimes hey. that's tv pilots <laughs> Let a brother know. Oh, can I tell you an interesting story? Sure. A really funny, you guys are going to die. No, I don't want you to tell any interesting stories on my podcast. So, so Dirty Tony told me, <laughs> Dirty Tony told me the story. Who is Dirty Tony? Jimmy knows who Dirty Tony, Dirty Tony is. All right, I'll, so, Sneaky Bird. I'll let it go for now. Sneaky Bird, Dirty Tony. So he told, he told a story that his sister said to him once, I, I can't make this up. I can't. He says, she was, Hey, you ever notice that uh, every single episode, the first episode of every show is called Pilot? And there's she's no like, way. There's, there's no <laughs> way. I can't make that there is, up. Like, there is he just, no he just, way. He he sat he sat there and he probably he probably had the he probably had this like what after like oh about God. as much silence as we just dropped. Like that's sorry. I just that's incredible. That I, I was like, oh my god, that's I can't make that. Story that's up. that's pretty incredible. <laughs> She's uh, a smart girl, too. Man. She's <laughs> smart. <laughs> um, uh, all right, anyway, come, um, back, come back from that. <laughs> um, all right, so I guess to wrap things up, um, what, wait, Jim, uh, Jim. Wait, what were you saying sure. Jim, about uh, feminism, colonialism, and anti-barbarism <laughs> as, it, as it pertains to Ray, the female head character of a syndicate? <laughs> well, well, you I, know, I, I'm wondering I'm if we're going to see... I, I'm wondering if we're going to see um, some, some uh, you know, fanboy uh, antics online. I mean, we already did. Like, it's it's there already. Like, if you I look, think, it's yeah. it's... The trailer came out and they were just like, Oh my God! A woman! Holy shit! Yeah, tell tell those guys to go back into their basement and uh, close the really door. That's really open of them. It's an open yeah. mindset. Yeah, I mean, no, um, like literally, they all just look like idiots now that the movie is out, and they like literally you, you, explain you, what all of this is. Yeah, but like seriously, like seriously, like uh, did you not see aliens? Have you not seen any of the aliens? Like, well, that's alien that's their aliens. ultimate cop out answer when you say you just hate women. Is they'll just be like, no, Ellen Ripley. Oh, are you joking? Yeah, no, Seriously? that's and and they don't like Sarah Connor anymore because of the new Terminator. If they brought back Ellen Ripley, I'm sure they wouldn't like Ellen Ripley anymore. These oh they're God. just they're basement dwelling trolls. We just don't don't pay any fucking mind to them because they're just yeah. a bunch of assholes. Yeah. <sighs> but but anyway. 
is there any any anything more about that that you wanted to talk about, Jim? No, I, I, I you know, there's it's not too realistic to make her. Uh, I mean, I know, but like, it's not realistic for an no, alien it's, it's predator to land story. either. I love how it you is a start. very good story, but you know, I, I think that you know, for her to try to be a, a warrior is. You know, yes, it makes a good story, but I don't think it was going to be allowed in in her society. But you know what? It doesn't matter. It's it's just a good story. Well, when there's no more men left at the end of the movie, it's it's kind of their only option is to let this one right? be a warrior. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to. But let's let's. One thing that was really cool was the fact that you did actually see at one point. Remember when she cuts the dude's leg off? Yeah. His foot yeah. Off, yeah. And you could see she's like. She's gone absolutely kind of like, like to that, you know, I don't feral. know how to say it. Yeah. Feral, like apoc- apocalypse now, like that type of like, she's lost her mind. Like Colonel Kurtz just lost complete her mind. survival mode. Yeah, I mean, I it, it happens to Dutch in predator one. <laughs> I thought that it was great. Cause you could do, you just see how much like it's phenomenal. <laughs> it's, yeah. It was, yeah. it was, it's, it's just a really great movie she just does such an excellent job like i just i really loved her like i think she's she's one of the strongest protagonists any of these movies have had and and you know all of the supporting tribe is great too even even the guy who was in the predator suit uh dane deliergio you did a good job buddy if you're if you're listening to this (laughs) i was a a big fan of her her brother there (laughs) what's his name al oh tabe Played by Dakota Beavers. Yeah, I mean, respect to this movie. Seriously, respect to this movie for everything. You know, the build up to it, and and it just delivered on such a great level. You know, it was. I was really, really happy with it. It was really. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, to uh, to wrap it up, then, uh, do we want to give our rankings of the Predator movies? Because I see we have that in the script. So. Do we? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's there. Nick and I did it, so why don't Nick and I start? We'll we'll see. Then, uh, we'll start. Um, we'll see how Alex does. So I'm I'm ranking them one through six because, like I said, I think Predator and Prey are on equal footing for me. If I had to put one over the other, I'd probably put Predator. Yeah. So Predator, yeah. Prey. I said Predators. I really like Predators. I think it's a I like good. Predators a it's lot. a good yeah. use of the concept of a Predator. I then did AVP. I like AVP. The first one, I think it's all right, especially if you watch the R-rated cut. It's it's fine. It's a movie that came out very quickly, but you know, for for what they did in in the year that it took to make that whole movie, it was pretty good. This is followed by Predator Two, which I don't like very much. <laughs> That's that's at number five. The Predator is at six, and then AVP Requiem at, at seven, because I just, I I really don't like AVP Requiem. <laughs> and, and Nick, it's kind of funny, because you and I start our lists very similar. You and I uh, end our lists very similar, uh, in that I would have uh, Predator as my number one, uh, and Prey as number two, just like you. Um, we kind of stray a little bit. I would... You know, I, I'm more of a fan of uh, old school like uh, Danny Glover and Gary Busey. So I went to oh, yeah. Predator 2, Electric Boogaloo as my third. And then uh, fourth, I went to AVP. I, I thought at the time AVP was pretty strong. And fifth, I would say Predators, even though I haven't said I haven't seen the movie. And then uh, The Predators, it sounds like a good concept, but I thought it looked uh, kind of dumb. 
Um, I haven't seen that one either, but I put that as six. And I have seen my number seven, and it is horrible. Alien versus Predator Requiem, I put as number seven because I think I might have walked out of the movie. You literally can't that, see anything in that movie, man. That whole that, movie it, is underexposed to hell. And, and I, I think I walked out of the movie just as the movie was ending anyway. I think that's what it was, but yeah, horrible movie. Al, what do you no, think? You guys seem to rate. I would, I would, I would go Predator Prey. Predator. I would actually rate Predators higher. I I like Predators. Predators was also my number three. Predator. I would then I would go to Predator two. I would do Alien versus Predator underneath that one. I would do Alien versus Predator two. Uh, Requiem. I would do that right under that one. But I just I have no ambition from what I saw and what you guys have pumped. I have no ambition to watch the Predator. None. You can see the Predator, and that's the only reason I probably put it above AVP two. Yeah, I mean. I, Again, my mind can change, but I just, I, I mean, one thing that Alex that, always has to shit on a movie before he loves it. Yes. Um, <laughs> it clear out space. And so, I mean, the only thing that Prey has over it, I mean, there is actually in the Predators movie, there is homage to the Billy cutting his chest open scene in that movie in the Predator in uh, Predators i think it's the samurai cuts it like he yeah no i mean there's there's a lot card. there's a lot of like good little easter eggs in that movie i was yeah, i was watching like half of it before before i, to- I started yeah playing. i mean the topher grace shit that i mean that could go but it's I, it's kind of funny <laughs> just it's, yeah, just kind of seeing it now because like at, is Lawrence uh, fishburne in that one he is for that, like that's the one where he's yeah. a he, Hobbit, he gets right? introduced he's like, like a little bit later into the movie He's yeah, living on I mean, like a, a derelict predator spaceship. I mean, that's pretty cool, but yeah, that's just that's about it. I mean, really, I definitely, like you said, I think we're all pretty much in contention that the that predator, it's just it's there. It's it's our number one, and followed by prey. So, yeah. All right. Sounds good, everybody. Hope you had a wonderful night. Thanks for listening. Sure. Everybody can... want to go check out our uh, our Instagram page at Media Monsters and uh, go check out our Facebook page at Media Monsters on Facebook as well. And uh, let us know your rankings or uh, your input on what we've been talking about all day. All right. Always just remember, orphans in, in space. That was, that was terribly fun. I'm sorry if anybody matter. heard cicadas during this recording because I did I hear them know. chirping. Oh, I had fireworks. So. That might have been what the noise was that <laughs> I heard. I was like, what the hell is that noise? So, all right. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Good night. All right. See you. Bye.